Hey everyone, this is Chris, and you're listening to One Cross Radio, and today I'm joined by, for the third time... Steve. Steve! Actually, this is the fourth, fifth time you're on the podcast, but third yeah. in a row. Because <laughs> <laughs> we film these very far apart from each other, or uh, record these very far apart from each other, so oh, exactly. I come back every week on the, on the same day of the week. <laughs> I haven't just spent the whole day here recording three in a row. No, 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 no. Of course no. not. Why would I do that? No, 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 no. No, no, that's not how we do this. I might edit this. I don't know. Anyways, uh, so in this episode, we are talking about the potential or most likely to go through Fox Disney deal where Disney bought out Fox uh, for their movie license, for their movies, their TV shows, and what else are they getting? Uh, lots of stuff. So... Fox owned part of Hulu. Uh, yeah, they're going to own up to 60% of Hulu. Yeah, because Disney already owned 30% of it, I think. Uh, and there's, there's actually, Fox is still in the midst of acquiring other things, like Sky One, which is like a European oh my gosh. satellite network, uh, which would all go over towards Disney. Um, so yeah, basically everything Fox has that's not news or sports related. Right. Yeah. So All their old uh, shows and movies that they've made in the past... So The Simpsons and Family Guy and all that kind of stuff. Avatar coming up movies. Yeah. Which is crazy. That's absolutely nuts. It's, it's pretty nuts. Yeah. So we're talking about this because it's breaking news and you haven't thought about it yet over the past three months. <laughs> <laughs> this is all brand new information. Um, Where have you been? Yeah, exactly. Come on, guys. Although I did meet some people last week who had no idea this happened. So then uh, it, it's interesting when you're outside the... Like the people who pay attention to yeah. movie news and rumors bubbles, they're like, wait, what? What's going on? And those are the kind of people that are going to listen to this podcast, Oh, right? most definitely. <laughs> most definitely. Good to know. Good to know. We're reaching the people that the news aren't reaching. <laughs> we are the news. <laughs> um, so, Steve, how do you, what do you think about this? Yeah, I, I know that there's lots of potential downsides in the real world. Uh, I know that that's going to mean a lot of jobs get lost. I know that it's going to be hard on movie theaters that are smaller, potentially, if Disney you know, leverages the power they're not going to have. I mean, someone, I read that uh, in 2017, 40% of the box office revenues were between Fox and, and Disney. Something like that, which yeah. Which is huge, right? And now yeah. Disney's going to own... I mean, Disney already owns Pixar and their own just regular movies and Star Wars and Marvel. Uh, and this just adds to that. So, I mean, they're just going to be huge superpowers in all of this. Um, so I can see that there's the downside to it. That said, as a consumer, I'm just super, super excited. The, the fanboy. Yeah, the fanboy yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't want people to be out of jobs. I don't want little movie theaters to struggle. And I, I would hope that, you know, Disney could... Be professional, be prof- not yeah. Be, be kind to people, but yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think you can have a merge like this without jobs being lost. That's just the reality of it. Yeah. But uh, I just, I mean, I'm really excited to see X Men and Fantastic Four back with the regular, you know, rest of the Marvel characters. I, I think that's going to be super exciting. Um, and and I think the other part of it is when. Disney bought Star Wars. Fox owned some of the rights to that. So they, I think it was the distribution to the original trilogy, and if not, if not the whole original trilogy, like a New Hope. Yeah. So the original trilogy they had up for a certain number of years, and then they had the, a New Hope, the original cut uh, for for all forever. Right. So this means that 
we could potentially get a re-release of the original cut where Han shoots first and no one steps on Jabba the Hutt's tail and all that kind of stuff. Which cements that George Lucas is a rotten liar because <laughs> he said that they didn't exist anymore. Yeah. I knew it! <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they exist, but I don't know. But anyway, whether or not they exist, Fox owns the rights to it. So if we can't do yeah. that, we're going to get it now. Yeah. And, and, and it may just be on Disney's streaming service, right? Like, well, oh, so man. here's the other thing, right? I, I, I love Star Wars. I love Marvel. They're my, my jam when it comes to entertainment. Like, I, I probably the only reason I go see another movie in the theaters is because my wife wants to, right? Like, I, <laughs> those are the movies I'm going to go spend my money on. Um, and, and when I say Marvel, I mean not really the Fox ones anymore because I just well, you have too much good you stuff. You haven't with done MCU. those for a while. Yeah, they haven't been good. I just watched Logan for the first time today in preparation for this. Did some yeah. research. And it was good. It was fine. I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed Civil War a lot more. Hmm. Uh, it was more fun. I don't think fun was necessarily what Logan was going for. No, no, no. But um, <laughs> and, and if we're going for more hardcore, I like Daredevil a lot more than I like Logan. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I... I uh, I'm, anyway, so those are the movies that I really enjoy, and they're being pulled from Netflix, right? And I think, you know, as consumers, we've had a really good deal for a long time where Netflix was really the only one in that game. Well, and yeah, now it's Amazon, Amazon, Amazon Prime. And yeah, they're, they're coming out swinging, trying to get some more Well, they're doing that, that Lord of the Rings show. Yeah. Yeah. And well, Amazon the, Prime has this cool, like, niche in that they're also... Amazon Prime is also free shipping, you know, yeah. and stuff like that, too, so... They're they're being a little bit smart about it and offering other things along with their yeah. streaming subscription. But well, and then the like the thing. So can I finish my thought? Real yeah, quick? sorry, sorry, the, sorry. So them being pulled off of Netflix is kind of a big like bummer because as I mentioned in the last podcast, I'm still working my way through the Clone Wars TV show and I like the Netflix yeah. Marvel shows and stuff. Um, if Disney comes, if, if all these little companies come out with these little tiny subscription services that don't have much on them, it's not really worth ten dollars a month or whatever no. to buy all these little things like no. cable all over again, spending six dollars well, on TV. And I don't, I'm not, I've never been interested in doing that. But exactly. If, but now, with Disney owning all the Disney movies, all of Marvel, all of Star Wars, and everything that Fox has ever put out, well, and and then I'm sure putting out original content as well. That becomes more worth it, yeah, right? and and maybe even more worth it than Netflix is. Although there's still things on Netflix that I enjoy, yeah. So, in that sense, I'm also more okay. Like that's another reason that I'm like, okay, well that that makes sense for me as a consumer yeah. too. Anyway, what are you gonna say? No, uh, just on that thought, like one of the things coming out of this deal, if it does go through, because there's 18 months where like the FCC or whatever yeah. overseeing company can be like, nope, yeah, uh, and then it'll probably just be re- reworked where Fox will be like, okay, well we'll s- start selling off the movie rights instead of the whole studio rights so that yeah. here take x-men take this take yeah. this um if because disney wants to do their own streaming service even though they're own 60 percent of hulu and i'm I, just thinking don't like, you think they would just rebrand hulu probably not because then if they're in control of 100 percent of the content my thought is like the simpsons has never been on uh, a streaming service because of how much it makes in syndication. Yeah. But if they were if they were really wanting to to like go for it, it's like, hey, we've got Marvel, we've got this, and we've got tw- like the twenty how many ever seasons of The Simpsons. Yeah. Like that's a huge selling factor. Yeah. So then, would it be we don't want the ABC stuff? We don't want this. All right, well, whoever else is on Hulu because we don't got that in Canada. I don't think so. More people are looking at Netflix and see and Amazon now and seeing how well those are doing. 
that, yeah, it's getting to the point with the... It's, like, we don't have cable because it's like, well, everything's on Netflix. Yeah. But in a couple of years, we're going to be in a similar position where it's like, great, I am spending 60, 80, however much, however much a month to get the content that I watch. Yeah. I want to watch. <clears throat> or pirating is going to get a lot higher again. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. C- CBS has theirs, and nobody... They just did that for Star Trek, and I like me some NCIS and Star Trek, but I'm not going to... I can't get it in Canada. Even if I could, I wouldn't spend the money on it. Yeah. It's... uh, Well, all the old series of Star Trek are still on Netflix for now, so... Yeah. In Canada, at least. In Canada, yeah. That's the other thing, is that the the licensing rights... Are different. Like, yeah. I was just in Colombia visiting my in-laws. They live in Colombia, South America, and all of like the Flash and Arrow and Agents of Shield. That's on Colombian Netflix, but it's not on Netflix. And it's on Netflix in the states too, right? But it's not here because CTV has the rights to those for for yeah. the showing stuff, right? So that, <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other issue that we have to figure that, out. And the Netflix rights thing, it's just I'll always remember it. The first time I got Netflix and I did have a VPN so I could switch to countries, like American and Canadian you Netflix. Dirty sinner. American and Canadian Netflix. Yeah, I was spending ten bucks on it. It was okay, ish. Um, they had more Doctor Who than the than the British Netflix did, which was so weird to me. But I guess because at the point they weren't airing it on space or didn't have BBC America or yeah. Canadian BBC. Is, so is the VPNs don't work anymore? Do they? No, Netflix cracked down yeah. hard on that, oh, makes which sense. makes sense. But then as a consumer, you're like, ah, oh, this sucks. Because I know American Netflix has this. Yeah. But now we got all the Star <laughs> as, Trek. As a consumer slash pirate. As a consumer slash pirate, yar. Um, although I try not to download movies while they're in theaters. <laughs> Good for you. Like, the, 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 I'll admit, the only time, for the most part, the only time I'll download a show or a movie is if I've spent money on it and I can't find my DVD. Or it's something... <laughs> okay, like, well, if you already own it, I have no problem with yeah. that. Yeah. Or if it's, a, if it's a movie that I can purchase, but it's like ridiculously expensive where you can't rent it off of iTunes you can't you can't do a rental fee where I'm like okay no and often when I've tried it it's either the movies ended up being total crap or I'm like no this is great I'm gonna buy this or I already had it and I lost it because I own way too many movies yeah 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 I, I don't know I just I find I don't have to have the movie so I might as well follow the law on it but yeah if it's a movie that I already own yeah the, the one thing recently I I uh Although piracy is still technically okay in Canada. Yeah, well... I know, I know. Anyway. Sorry. I, I, I recently streamed a movie because Becky really wanted to watch it for her birthday, so we bought it on Amazon, but it wasn't there in time. Like, it wasn't Ooh. it wasn't there that day, right? We wanted to watch it right then, so we bought it, and then we streamed it while we were while it was shipping. <laughs> <laughs> so if we own it, too. But... Um, yeah. Uh, I, uh... Yeah, so what are we talking about? Marvel Fox. Marvel Fox, yeah. Um, oh, I do want to say, just because you mentioned the... Uh, you mentioned Logan and stuff. Like, I... Logan was very different than Deadpool. I gotta shout it out. It, I ended up loving it. I went in expecting to like it. What, Logan? Yeah. Yeah, it's and, good. And I, I enjoyed loved it. And part of that was the violence is very different from... from I almost said Dare... Uh, from Daredevil and I almost said Deadpool. Yeah. But in the sense of, to me, the violence in the movie was almost a character it was part of the story it was telling yeah because in this one their whole thing was like this is Hugh's last one for sure it's over so then we're seeing the the knife claws which always should have killed people and technically did we're showing it they're showing it in a way where you're like okay no there's absolutely no way this guy's coming back 
There's yeah. no way Professor X is coming back this time. Yeah. It was very much part of the thing of like, no, this is the last one. Death is a certainty. Yeah. And a thing in this movie. Yeah. Which it hadn't been in the other ones. Yeah. So it, it was a very different kind of except violence for, level. Except for poor Scott. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Whatever happened to him up in Canada, we'll never know. <laughs> no, no, we won't know because, well, that movie sucks in a race from history anyway. Yep, thankfully. Um, yeah. Uh, and I will say, I still love Days of Futures Past. That was yeah, a great comic was, book that movie. That was the last one that came out that I really liked. That was probably, um, I, I'll say that was the best of the X-Men movies. Out of all of them, including X2? I think I, I put it above X2 where it's, I'd say it's X2, while good. Um, like, this one has more of the team balance better than X-Men 2 did. Yeah, for sure. Because X-Men 2, as much as I love it, and as much as it's the Empire Strikes Back of the X-Men movies... Structurally, it is. Sure. It's you still make the argument, and I'll always make the joke that the first three X Men movies were Wolverine solo movies with guest stars. Yeah. Absolutely. This one still was X Men: Days of Future's Past is probably the best team up movie, and has the best use of Wolverine out of them outside of Logan and his proper solo movies. Except for <laughs> except for X Men Origins Wolverine, because that's terrible well, I, across I, the board. I only like the first two thirds of the Wolverine too. As well, soon yeah. as the big mechanical silver samurai yeah. cut off his claws, I was like, "That's dumb." Yeah, no. The first two acts <clears throat> of the Wolverine are fantastic, and yep. then it, it goes downhill. But yep. like, I love Days of Future's Past because that's how you use Wolverine as like a like the big driving force. But then he's also not the story. Yep. Like he's driving the story, but he's not the story. Yeah. And then when it's time for the big climactic fight, he is thro- literally thrown aside. Yeah. So just for finally nailing that balance, I loved yeah. it. And it's a really solid movie. So back to what we're talking about. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I um, think one of the one of the concerns that came up <laughs> for uh, these movies is that Disney has a certain brand that Bob Iger, yeah. their CEO, has been going for the past... 20 years or whatever that he's been and that's that sort of family friendly yeah uh, kid friendly PG-13 at most kind of movie uh, and they're you know with the success of Logan and Deadpool which I haven't seen and I'm not really interested in seeing fair um, enough people are concerned that you know you will lose out on the opportunity to make those kinds of movies and even the New Mutants uh, which is going to be like a horror themed movie which is now delayed by a year by like nine months or something yeah. like that yeah so they, they delayed some movies I think to try and balance out the schedule a little bit uh well so we'll see how that goes but um yeah so what are your thoughts on that on the well lack of diversity or whatever now uh it's still partially a concern of mine like not every comic book movie needs to be r-rated not everything needs to be super violent like deadpool worked for that but i i've said before in person and on this podcast Deadpool can and does work in a PG-13. Absolutely. I will argue with anybody who says he doesn't because in the comic books, that is, unless it's the max imprint, it is a PG to PG-13 environment. Yep. Like, he does have his own max line, but they make it work in the comics. He, he was on an episode of the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon. Yeah, yeah. which, not a good cartoon. I didn't like that cartoon. Yeah, I, I didn't watch much of it either, but yeah, it was, it was okay, I guess, but not as good as some of the other ones. No, no. Yeah. Anyway, so... But he can be. He can be used that well, way. Well, and and the other thing is, like, there's a lot of comic pot- comedy potential and stuff for him to show up in a Spider-Man. They're not going to rate Spider-Man R, and they're not yeah. going to bring Spider-Man into an R-rated movie. It's just not going to happen. As much as I would love to see Spider-Man and Daredevil team up and take down the Kingpin in yeah. Daredevil season three. But well, and uh, if they happen. were, that's a way they could do it, though. I think you can on the weaving a character into 
a non-movie, yeah. I think is doable. Yeah. Like having Spider-Man show up in Daredevil is something I think everybody wants, and I think they could do it. Yeah. But where it's bringing him into that tone, but in a movie, that's like you can almost with the Netflix be like that. We've shown this as an adult thing from the beginning, and yeah. you're not paying more for this. Whereas with the Deadpool movie, I think it would be slightly different where they're like, that's a lot of finances that we're going to have to say no to. Yeah. Um, but I think and him showing up, you could easily do it where he's just like, why the bleep am I being bleeped? Like, I've never been bleeped before. What the bleep? Like, have him comment on that. There's a lot of room for comedy there. Yeah. For him having his own thing and then show it and then in his own movie being a different and breaking the fourth wall and all that. Sure. I'm not really a huge Deadpool fan anyway, uh, so I'm not. And Spider Man is my favorite, so I'm not really. I don't really want to see them cross over, to be honest. But uh, they, I, and, and I they play well off of each other, though. I've never thought so. Oh, okay. I, I've never, I've never been, I've never enjoyed it when I have seen them together. So, I, I really liked him again. We talked about this last time, but yeah. Rick Remender's Uncanny uh, X Force. Oh my gosh! Really yeah. Well. Um, but yeah, anyway. that's one of my favorite Deadpool uh, runs. I thought the, found such a great way to handle that character. Yeah, definitely. they made him. They made him uh, have some depth, and not all the characters, not all yeah. the creators always give him that. But anyway, I, I think the other thing with with this. Uh, uh, I forgot that was the microphone. <laughs> uh, one of the things, like with the the concern about you know having the more mature stuff, they want that. You know, they Disney Disney will do it. Although I but, think the CEO said like Deadpool will still be R rated. Yeah, I mean yeah. that can still exist in its sort of pocket corner of the universe. But also, they're making the Netflix shows right now, and those especially like especially Jessica Jones are pretty adult. Well, so, and, and Punisher. I haven't seen Punisher yeah. yet. Yeah, oh, but, yeah. it's fantastic. But, and, and Daredevil is really violent. Yeah. And, uh, and and I would say that the stuff in Jessica Jones was much more adult than the stuff in Logan. Maybe like maybe not so than Deadpool, but I, I don't know. But like, you know, the only thing that in in Logan that I found really kind of like squeamishly gross was not gross, but like brutal was when the kids are killing the Donald character at the end. Yeah. With yeah. the grass and with the ice and with the, like, that was kind of, I think because it was the kids doing it, it was like, whoa. Whereas, I don't know, Wolverine and Laura slicing off heads and stuff like that. Like in Daredevil, it was more bloody when people get their heads cut off. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, if, I don't know. But I think, and I think with that though, it goes back to, on the Netflix shows though, that's kind of, even though it's all in the same universe, it's still got its own tone, it's got its own vibe, and I, yeah. I'd love for them to work it in more. Because, of course, I'd love to see Daredevil show up and get his own movie. But as soon as he gets his own movie, I don't think they're going to market it like the show. Yeah, well, I, I don't think they ever will. I think he's he's on his own corner over there. Yeah. They have enough going on with the movies, especially if they pick up the Fox characters. Yeah. But then I like I don't want them to. I'd love to Daredevil show up in the movies if it yeah. could make sense, or if he got his own movie where it's like the team up with Spider Man or yeah. something like that. That could be the way to do it. But as soon as he jumped to the screen, that's where it's like this character. We got to target this to the widest audience possible. Whereas yeah. with Netflix or the Disney, when it goes on the Disney Netflix, like that's. You can cater that to more specific audiences. Yeah. Whereas with the movie, it's like we we're spending how many uh, ever ridiculous millions of dollars on this, so we need the highest return possible. Yeah. 
Whereas with the show, it's like they can make it for cheaper so they can shoot it grittier. Yeah. And there will be the return on their investment. It's a, like the different audience, right? Sure. Well, let me ask you this. Are you excited about any of the, the X-Men movies that are, or even this, the guy the guy who directed Fargo apparently was supposed to be writing a de- uh, Doctor Doom movie. Were you excited about any of those? Uh, like Dark Phoenix, Deadpool 2, <laughs> New Mutants, Multiple Man, Gambit, I think are the ones that have been talked about. <laughs> Gambit, uh, the, uh, Gambit I was, like the thing, and Deadpool 2. Um, like I saw Deadpool and I, I've said I made my own cut of it just because, and since Christians listen to this and I think they're our primary audience, like I've struggled with porn, so I looked up when the stuff was gonna be, read as many reviews as I could. Yeah. So then when I edit, like I downloaded the movie and then trimmed around so I could just lift that stuff out because the swearing. Did you buy the movie too? Uh, I'm going to. Okay. It's just one, yeah, I'm going to, and then I'm going to get my DVD burners. That way I'm legally supporting the movie. But it was one of those catch situations where I'm like, man, I want to watch this, but I want to avoid this, blah, blah, blah. I digress. Um, Where, with Deadpool, I liked the movie. They nailed the character, and it has some genuinely funny moments, and it's a really well-made movie. And also shows like that you can make an R-rated comic book movie. And essentially, at the end of the day, like my fear when Disney was it was being announced, I'm like, I don't want to lose the opportunity. Like the pro- my fear with Deadpool and then Logan coming out, and still with the Sony Venom movie. But the more I hear about it, the more <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah. As much as I hate that they're doing it, the R rating makes sense. Where it's like Carnage is the villain. Okay, R rating makes the most sense for that character. He yeah, can yeah, in a PG, but he the R-rated environment works for that. So that I get. But I look back to The Dark Knight. When The Dark Knight came out, suddenly it was like, oh, we got to make everything dark and brooding. Yeah. And then for yeah. uh, like a year, that all the comic book movies were like, let's make it dark. Let's make it The that, Dark Knight. I don't know that Marvel comic, Marvel Cinematic Universe ever really went down that path. Eh, not so much. I mean, but unless you count Iron Man 2 <laughs> with his like drunk days or whatever, but that was... Uh, and then they didn't even, they didn't even do it right. Anyway... Yeah, uh, but they didn't go down that path with with the uh, demon in the bottle storyline with Tony Stark because they didn't want to be too dark. Like they, no, they and and that's a story that a lot of people are clamoring for them to tell, which yeah. would be like, hey, do it on Netflix, man. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I kind of feel like I would like to see oh the, yeah. the Dark Phoenix, but I'm not going to go see it in theaters. I'll rent it or buy it on DVD when it comes out. Oh, I. I Maybe would like to check out New Mutants. I actually like the New Mutants, like the original, um, the original run of those comics, and it kind of makes sense to be a horror theme, just yeah. based on some of the stories in there. But I don't know. It's all. I'm not sure about that one. As you're as you're asking me if I'm excited, I'll be honest. Like if it was, if Marvel was making them, and it had been the way that they they have been the past couple, yeah, I would be at the same level of cautious, more excitement more on the apprehension side than anything just because I uh, rushing to the Dark Phoenix I just don't get it where I'm like how have we it, how have we not learned the lesson from X-Men Apocalypse or friggin The Last Stand where how are we back here already yeah and a big part of that is the Gene the Gene Scott relationship which has been there for 45 minutes yeah in these new movies yeah. so it's like that's my thing where how are we back here you're just going for the the branding almost like yeah my, my biggest thing is that 
they got Mystique and Magneto back again in this movie. Like, uh, well, and the Magneto because almost strictly because it's Fastbender. Yeah, I'm in. I know you are. Mystique, yeah. I'm out. I'm just, I'm done. But they don't need to be in this movie. No. And like, if it's about the Dark Phoenix and you haven't set it up, you better spend some time setting it up and not yeah. going with. Here's Magneto in the woods with his daughter again, and here's Mystique uh, well, and posing as something somewhere no, and bad and good at the same time yeah. because we don't know what to do with her. Mystique, I, I hated in in the last movie. I hate him. I mean, I know the beginning with Magneto was okay in the last movie, but it wasn't necessary. No. And and he ended up being a mass murderer again and then forgiven at the end. Like they need to they need to, you know, cut off that friendship. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think Xavier needs to let that one go. <laughs> yeah, but and then just just release Fastbender to go be Bond because he, he's been being Bond Magneto in those movies, yeah. the exception of Apocalypse. He didn't do any spy stuff, but yeah, I don't even know what he was doing in that movie besides no. killing people and singing beautifully to his daughter. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. Yep. Uh, yeah, like for the X Men movies, the thing is. I was, after Days of Futures Past, I'm like, sweet, we're back on track. And then Apocalypse comes out, and it's, I don't hate it as much as other people do, but it is frustrating. It's bad. Where it's, uh, how, how you mess up Archangel again, and then Apocalypse not being as great as he should be, and Mystique joining the X-Men for some reason. What about the shows? Have you watched any of, like, Legion or no. Gifted or anything like that? No. I've heard they're good. I've heard they're good, but, but I, I don't have cable and I haven't pirated them yet. <laughs> oh, boy. You've been convicting me on pirating, sir. Yeah, no, I, I haven't watched any of them either. And, um, uh, there's just too much going on. I don't have enough time to watch all that TV. No, there. well, there's a lot of comic book shows I don't watch. I've heard Legion's great. I've heard other shows are good. Like, I haven't watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. since, like, the end of season two. Yeah. I'm not loving Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this season, but I... I like the show, so... Essentially, unless it's on... Unless it's on Netflix? Well, here's the thing. Uh, for a lot of those shows that are... Broad, like, in Canada, at least, they're broadcasting yeah. on different... So, like, so Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s on CTV. I just get the CTV app and watch it. Right. Through that, you have a week until the next one comes on that you can watch it, so... They're in an alternate reality future space that's been taken over by the Kree right now and trying to... You know, Earth is blown up and they're trying to get get back to the past and oh. things. So it's, it's got kind of taken a left turn in this last season. But, uh, Sounds like a little bit where last time it was like, Ghost Rider's here! Cool! Wait, we're in space now. What? Yeah, well, Ghost Rider's there, and then they were in an alternate computer-generated reality where Hydra had won, and some of the characters were bad, and they got out of that, and then they are now they're in the future. Or something. Wow. Alternate reality. That is the most comic booky show of comic book shows. Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> I really like the... the 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 CG Hydra or <laughs> whatever that was they were in this net, the framework the but framework anyway, that's what they called it reboot <laughs> yeah basically um, yeah and then there's there's uh, the Runaways which I haven't watched I've I've, uh, I've heard mixed things about that one yeah like yeah. it's getting harder to keep up with the shows yeah and there's that Cloak and Dagger show that, has that started yet I don't know some Freeform or something like that what the heck is Freeform I guess like Disney's Streaming thing oh, okay. that we're doing maybe I don't know I don't know anything about it but yeah I mean looks like a teen drama like Archie superheroes I find with with some of the shows I'm getting more to the point where it's like because there's so many and I think that's great at the same point I'm like ah I, I 
if it's a character that I know or already yeah. have a vested interest in, then I'm more likely to visit it. Yeah. Whereas Legion, I don't I don't know much about the character, and like yeah. I said, I'm not pirating it, so it's just. Yeah, so I, mean, I guess one of the questions that I have then to try to bring this back to the original conversation. Yeah, no, because this is, is what happens when we have yeah, conversations. Is I don't, I, I, I'm interested to see what the the game plan will be for Marvel, um, because Marvel has been very close with trying to keep everything sort of tied in to their continuity, right? Their movies are all part of this. Agents of Shield is definitely. The Netflix shows are, but sort of more removed. I'm not sure about Cloak and Dagger and yeah, and, that's uh, well, that's the thing they and, say it's all connected, but yeah. then everybody's kind of and that Spider that Spider Man movie messed up the the oh my chronology pretty badly. Well, as but soon I liked it. Uh, but, well, as soon as they started applying dates, you're like, no, wait, what? Why are you doing yeah. this? So stop. <laughs> they, they screw that up. But um, the X Men franchise has not been as tight with their no. their continuity at all. And that's been fine, I guess, mostly, except for the fact that, well... The decade hopping. Yeah, the decade hopping. They look like maybe three years older. That doesn't make sense, but anyway. Unless that's part of their mutant powers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And the TV shows, I don't know if they fit in or not. So, uh, interesting, I I feel like with the Deadpool franchise, with the, uh, maybe the trilogy they're planning with the... uh, New Mutants with the movies that they have on their slates and with these TV shows they have some things that are going on strong that are doing okay does Marvel just axe those plans and say here's how we're going to tie you into our, our universe or do they let some of the things ride for a bit and then in a natural time bring them in I don't know I don't know how that works yeah I've been I've been wondering about that like part of me wishes as much as then we wouldn't have gotten the, like the really good uh, first class and then the great days of futures past or Deadpool or Logan yeah like a part of me wishes that if this that this happened years ago yeah. like at where first class was and then because then you've got that was the opportunity for the clean slate reboot everything and people would have still been on board yeah because I think now the, that's what that should have been like yeah but I think now that people are get, I think audiences are getting sick of reboots and reboot calls and all that and then how are you going to phase these characters in? How are you going to do it where it makes sense? Like, do you do the multiverse and then have it be like, well, something happened where these guys are here now. Blah. And then the other the other big question you've got movie-wise is, like, the X-Men in the comics and the t- and the shows and all that was the, the mutants were hated. Yeah. Because they have powers. They are born with powers. Superheroes are okay. Yeah, I don't think you can balance that tone anymore, in the in the in the movies where there's both. Yeah. I don't think you can do it where it's like everybody's like, "Yay, Spider Man!" Wait, hold up, he's got knives coming out of his hands. Boo. Yeah. Well, and the TV shows have tried to build that up. At least Agents of Shield has with Inhumans, uh, but then that TV show was awful. Yeah. Do you think that's getting? So I didn't bad. even bother watching it. Yeah, I watched all the way through, and it's wow, it's you're a trooper. Brutal. Would you uh, would you say it's worse than Iron Fist? Because you really hated Iron Fist. It's directed by the same guy, <laughs> which so, not surprising. Yeah, he needs to not be allowed to do any more of those things. Um, no, it's worse than Iron Fist. Wow. Uh, just in terms of like. I don't know. I think they basically they used up the entire budget on Lockjaw. Because <laughs> the rest of the thing, 
like they literally shave Medusa's hair in the first episode, so she just has she has a buzz cut the rest of the show. Oh. And uh, like Karnak, whose whole power is that he can sense uh, the weakness in things. He gets a head injury and can't use his powers. And and uh, Gorgon, who has his whole power is that he has like like bull hoofs and he can make these big stomps. He wears boots the whole <laughs> the whole show. So like they just didn't like it was just really mismanaged and and they. It should have said like we don't have the ability to do a good show based on this. Yeah, no, that and, just sounds dumb. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it just wasn't good. The guy who plays Maximus, I think Maximus's character was completely wrong in the show, but he he was a really good actor. He did a good job with the role. Um, but yeah, it's a crappy show. I I I think that one's that one seems to be Marvel's first out and out like bomb. Well, I would say Iron Fist probably too, but I think Iron Fist is. There's enough that they haven't explored that they can definitely redeem it. Yeah. Uh, whereas I think that the Inhumans is just well, I yeah, like not, not going to happen. Iron Fist definitely like it. Definitely, a lot of people were disappointed, myself included. But I still think there's enough there where you can make some arguments for some of its minimal strengths. Where it's like, oh hey, there was still uh, his sidekick girl who everybody like sidekick girl. I can't remember her name. I just can't remember. <laughs> Colleen. Her name. Colleen, yeah. I, I did not want to guess and be wrong and possibly be offensive. Like, yes, that's what Hollywood's going for right now. Every good superhero needs a sidekick girl. <laughs> like Wonder Woman, the best sidekick girl around. <laughs> that's not what I said. Although she does have a sidekick girl, Wonder Girl. No, I'm, I'm saying that's I know. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. no. <clears throat> this is getting sidetracked. Everyone knows that Ray is Poe's sidekick girl. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, she's Finn's. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. If we're being terrible. Um, no, like, it, everybody loved Colleen, and there were some, like, there were some... Yeah, she was good, actually. She, you know she's in Star Wars? She's one of the what? pilots. She's one of the pilots in The Force Awakens. I just in watched The Force it. Awakens? Yeah, I just watched it the other day, no. and I was like, hey, that's Colleen Wing. Wow. Yeah, she's in there. Yeah, like... For, like, you know, 30 seconds. Really. Yeah. No, like, people people like her, and she's the only thing I'm thinking about that <laughs> universally like. But yep. and he started to get better in defenders, yeah, like because they tied him to a chair and didn't let him do anything. Well, also like <laughs> I think the the his his acting I found better. Yeah, and I think Luke Cage is a good like he was like yeah they they, they played well off each other. They just need to do a I almost said world's finest, but <laughs> heroes for hire. heroes for hire show. Back to this really is about Disney and Fox though. This yeah, is really no, what we're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, no, it is like. Because all those shows will be on their new streaming yeah. platform. Do, do you think they'll bother with? Yeah, they'll probably be like, "Hey, you can also watch Inhumans." I don't see why they wouldn't put it up. Yeah, there. it doesn't cost well, them anything. Heck, Adam well. Sandler movies on Netflix get tons of views, and everybody <laughs> talks about how bad they are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Inhumans is. I'd be very surprised if it got picked up. Yeah, I, I think maybe if Ages of Shield continues, because it almost got canceled last year. Uh, they might do some kind of tie-in with that because the Inhumans idea had been heavily introduced on that show. Well, yeah, I was watching and, when they were doing uh, it. Yeah, and and so I think it would make sense in some at some level to have some of those characters come over to uh, Agents of Shield and, and tie in as a like a because they've been doing instead of one long arc, yeah, they've been doing these mini pods. Like a third of the season or half of the season will be on one arc and then they'll move on to something else. Which is so, something they've done on Netflix shows, at, and I've started to have beef with that where. I think Daredevil season one and Jessica Jones season one, they were slow burns, but it was like a singular focus where, yeah, they had side stories, but they weaved in and out back to that one and same with Punisher. But then Daredevil season two, friggin' Iron Fist and then Luke Cage was like, okay, the first 
four episodes is about this, and then the first or the first half is this, and now here's this. And then. well, even even the first four episodes of the first season of Daredevil or first six, I guess. He's going after the Russians, and then the Russians are dead, and then he knows more what's going on, and he kind of moves on. But it was still building up to yeah. Kingpin, where yeah. season two I rewatched after watching Punisher, just because I'm like, I want more friggin' Burnthal's Punisher. And then the first four are solidly that story. And then it's like, okay, time to do the Electra thing. But they still do the trial of him all the way through that. Yeah. He's still there. Yeah. It was the problem with Daredevil season two after watching Punisher is I'm just there for Punisher, so I'm like, I don't care about all this stuff anymore. Yeah. Um, the po- I will say that the biggest positive out of it is as much as I'm like, how are they going to weave in X-Men to make it so they're outcasts and all that, I don't know how they're going to do it, and I kind of hope they don't do it, but then that makes X-Men stories hard to tell. I think Phase 4 will have a great focus now, especially with like Galactus is like, one yep. of the big bads. I, I, I think part of the thing, so I, I'm... St- I've always cared more about the Fantastic Four being in this world than I cared about the X-Men. I think it makes more sense. It's more important. Um, but the problem is that I feel like the brand has been damaged by the bad movies that have come out. Right. And I wonder if people really care. I mean, there's some for, like, hardcore fans like us that will be like, yeah, now it's Marvel, so it'll be good. But I think most people would kind of be like, will it be? So well, I think they need, to, they need still, to be... I'm st- I'll admit, I'm still kind of at that point where yeah. as much as I'm sure it'll be better, whenever I counter anybody being like, yay, Marvel's got it, it'll be awesome. It'll automatically be awesome. I'm like, uh, Iron Man 3 sucked terribly. It's well, not necessarily going to be awesome. It's still better than the Fantastic Four movies. It, it is, but, say, but it's hey. not like, oh, they've got the Midas touch where it's like, Iron Man 2, not that great. Iron Man 3, terrible. And then Avengers Age of Ultron. Uh, I've grown to like that a bit more than the first Avengers. I'll be honest. Avengers 1 is the better movie, but I liked seeing the like them be a team. So on that hand... Sure. And it doesn't have any unnecessary out-of-nowhere like upside-down shots. The, cinem- <laughs> the cinematography is a thousand times better. Um, we were saying, though... Yeah. <laughs> uh, what were we saying? Uh, the the Fantastic Four brand right. has been kind of I, and I, I, I so I think if they're going to do that they need to do it in a way that's going to be strategic so like yeah. instead of having a Fantastic Four movie they need to introduce them in other things like they did with Black Panther and stuff like yeah. that I would I would love 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 to see uh, Doctor Strange two or three with Doctor Doom as the villain oh my gosh yes. would that be amazing yeah. like because I mean that's a, a side of Doctor Doom we haven't seen in the movies is that he is actually a, a sorcerer he, he has those powers yeah. um, and I think that would be a great way to start that off. Um, and then, I mean, even, I don't know, like, have some movies where the Silver Surfer comes in, and and so they send a team of scientists up into space to see what's going on, and right. then they turn into the, like, as a post-credit scene, you get them being bombarded or whatever, and then, you know, they're just there. We've done, done the origin, they're, yeah. they're already... There was, I read one fan theory, and I'm like, I'm actually on board with that, where it could be... They go with a bit more of the the ultimate thing where they go somehow weave it in where they essentially like left in the sixties, but they got locked in a pocket universe, like they just vanished. So then, of course, that's how they haven't been mentioned, and nobody's been like, "Oh, hey, contact brilliant scientist Reed Richards. I bet he know how to handle this." Like, have them have been vanished. Yeah, and you could do it kind of flashbacky like Ant Man a bit. That's true. And then then they're there. But yeah, and I think one of the things that like the one of the many things that the most recent Fantastic Four movies got wrong is they, they went with the ultimate uh, the ultimate Marvel uh, origin where they were all kids 
And the, what makes Fantastic Four stand out and different from everything else is that it's it's not it's a teenage thing like Spider Man is, or or has been. It's not you know it shouldn't be like a superhero <laughs> adventure, uh, you know like like the Avengers. It's a family story. They're they're yeah. a family, right? That's what makes them stand out as different. And I think they need to really. Um, Focus on that, and, and, and I've heard it said before, and I agree. Families can be adopted sisters too. Yeah, right. Disney <laughs> Disney's already made a perfect Fantastic Four movie. It's called The Incredibles. Yeah, like yeah. They, they've already done it, and it actually came out the same time as the first <laughs> the one from the two thousands. Uh, and it's just it's a great. It's one of my favorite Pixar movies, if not my favorite. Uh, Up is up there too. Um, yeah, so I, I think I'm. I think that's what I'm most excited about with this merger is having seen the Fantastic Four in that universe, uh, and seeing it done hopefully really well. I I would, I I'd like the I'd like the Fantastic Four show up. I'd almost want them to show up on on Netflix instead of just jumping right in the movies because they're the characters that you can have have their own show, and then part of that I'll be honest was inspired by my feelings on that was inspired by Supergirl. Like, I started watching Supergirl, I got, like, halfway through the show, yeah. and I, I just haven't finished it yet, um, and I think they had the second season, so I'm looking forward to that. But if you haven't watched it, like... One I've of watched things, a few episodes. I, one of the things I like about that is the tone. I love yeah. the light tone. And then, that's for Supergirl, it reminded me what I missed out of Superman Returns and the Donner movies of Superman, where it's just, like, a happy, <laughs> like, a happy tone. The Fantastic Four have that. They're not inherently darker characters. So part of me would love it if they showed up on Netflix or the Disney streaming one just to give that platform a little more variety where it's not like if... if, Because part of me wants all the properties to be those series because then all the characters get developed more just to give that more variety. And then also that's a great way to test the waters to be like, can we launch them in a solo movie if their solo series does well? Yeah. The investment's smaller, so now let's see the response, and then we can go from there. It might even be interesting to see them in a in a Spider-Man movie. Oh, yeah. Because uh, uh, Spider-Man, his first issue of Amazing Spider-Man in the 60s, he goes to them. And Johnny Storm and him have a friendship that goes all the way through the, the series. And then so. they could also have Peter Parker join up with them and freak out about going back to fight pirates or whatever <laughs> it was. Yeah. From from that run. The, Did you ever read that? Uh, yeah, you, you let me... I uh, use your Comicsology app, and I started reading through. I'm like, all right, this is pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, so on the yeah on the whole, uh, I think it's a uh, like as a consumer, it's yeah. and a comic book fan, I'm crazy excited uh, to see John McClane become part of the this property. <laughs> John McClane is now a Disney princess. <laughs> John McClane is now an Avenger because that's how that works. No, but uh, to see the comic book properties exist where they can cross over and be shared, I'm more and more excited for that. But then the other side is you're like, I'm hoping that there will be a professionalism on the studio side where it's like, well, we didn't get along with you before and now we have this studio yeah. as well. So you can't write for us or direct for us yeah. or anything like that. I hope yeah. there will be professionalism and still jobs created. Yeah. So. Yeah, and not gouging the little guy in the movie theaters and requiring 65% and four or six weeks of showing for a little town that's not going to be showing it more than one or two weeks generally. Yeah. But those are the, those are the more, you know, worried about the little guy losing out on this, but. Well, yeah, that's the, that's the thing. Like, 
as much as you enjoy their movies, Disney did have some blunders with stuff with last year with picking on the little guy and being like, well, we're going to sue you for printing this, whatever. Like, you can't do that stuff. Yeah. You can't. Yep. Come on, Walt. Get it together. <laughs> Even though you're dead and or frozen. <laughs> not, uh, not involved. <laughs> <laughs> and or frozen. Yeah. If rumors and conspiracy theories. Speaking, you... speaking of which, just watch that movie, Walt Before Mickey. It's terrible. Walt Before Mickey? Yeah, it's a show, it's a movie about his life, and it's a nice story, but it's terrible. It's got, it stars, the guy who plays Walt Disney is from the um, American Pie movies. Which and, one? Uh, which I, don't, one? I, don't know, I don't know, I don't know, watch them. And then the other guy... Uh, no, I mean, like, which actor? <laughs> I don't remember what his name is. Okay. But the, the guy who plays his brother, Roy Disney, is Napoleon Dynamite. Oh my and god! his aunt, at one point in the movie, is Jody Sweeney from... Um, like Stephanie from Full House. Oh my like it's just gosh. like it's a really low budget, poorly acted movie. Well, so don't bother. Jill and I watched a lot of the uh, the DC straight to video animated movies yeah. over the weekend, um, and the cast for Justice League: New Frontier. When you're seeing these, you're like, who casted this movie? Because it's all these people who have always had small roles, like Lucy Lawless, and you're like, what? Xena Warrior Princess? Yeah. And Jeremy Sisto, who's a guy, you're like, oh, hey, he's shown up in stuff. Yeah. But you're like, what? Who casted this? Who are these? I've seen that one. It's, I like it. It starts off, the first half's better than the second half. Yeah. We're going to do another podcast later where we'll talk about those, because we could go on and on and on. Yeah, I haven't seen very many of them, but... Oh, they're mostly solid. Cool. All right, well... What do you guys think of the Disney-Fox merger? What were your original reactions? And if this is your first hearing of it, what is your original reaction? <laughs> Are you, do you think it's good? Are you excited about the comic book stuff? Are you excited about their streaming service? Having everything from Bambi through Die Hard. Or... Die Hard with a Bambi. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I would watch that movie in a second. It couldn't be worse than Die Hard 5. Uh, we watched that together. Yeah, we dumb. did. Yeah, yeah that, that one's bad. But fun. But bad. Yeah. Anyways, thanks for listening, and uh, God bless, my friends. See ya. Take care.